Hi guys, and welcome back to the Catwalk Movement. We are so glad to have you here. Hi, Ange. Hi, Shan. Hi, yeah, Chantel here. Um, <laughs> as always, just a little bit of housekeeping. If you are listening to this podcast on your weekly Catwalk, remember to head over to Strava, hit record, record your miles, and add us um, via clubs, so the Catwalk MBMT Club, so we can map our impact and see who is walking with us day by day week by week and for those of you who are not yet following us on the socials you can catch us on at the catwalk mbmt on instagram and twitter hey so um i'm get, gonna jump straight into it yeah this week my turn we um it's the end of the month it's the end of what is quite a significant month i feel like so much so much happening on the calendar in terms of it's october it's black history month we acknowledge mental health awareness day on the 10th where we had our first community catwalk um it's also miscarriage awareness or um baby loss month and i'm gonna talk about that a little bit later there's lots of like quite hard hitting events happening um this month and and uh, stocktober where people stop yeah enjoy Habits, stop stop yeah. drinking yeah. stop smoking um a test a test of our will a test of our resilience which was the theme for the month and um it's definitely been a month to note in terms of um you know the seasons changing for myself going back to work from a long summer <laughs> a long summer <laughs> from march <laughs> so we call that summer but <laughs> a lot of time off for me time cool. off so, you know readjusting to a lot of things so um an immense amount of resilience and i think you know the themes for this month in terms of um black history month the year that we've had with black lives matter Mental health awareness is something that we have both been strong advocates for for at least the last five years, if not longer. And then um, Miscarriage Awareness Month is something that um, I have unfortunately been able to speak to um, in the last three years. So all very, very powerful um, events to recognise. And um, I'm glad that we've been able to withstand any obstacles that have got in our way and be resilient and keep going so i'm sorry i think this year just this these last six months has really shown the test of times and what resilience really means and how to build that skill even if you didn't know i'm sure a lot of people know now even though they probably don't even not even know exactly what they've done and what it actually called but yeah a lot of resilience has been built this year that they've kept going and yeah even on the days that it's felt really hard that we've just persevered through but and it and it's weird because for most of us there are a lot of people who have had have been fortunate enough to have quite a good year in the time slowing down pace um you know utilizing the additional time but that's not to say there's been really really dark moments of you know loneliness isolation and you know lots of people speak of obviously people have experienced loss unfortunately um 
but also just there's been an immense amount of pressure because um people have had a lot of time and the world has stopped i know that some people have felt like oh am i effective enough because everybody's starting a business everybody's doing this and doing that and actually by existing <laughs> by working from home for some of us especially with children at home um and self-regulation being able to maintain habits um and start new ones you know people have had to look at their own workouts at home for example or making sure that they do a daily walk because they're not walking to the station and they're not commuting so and that was me like with the obviously going to the gym every day and gyms closing then finding a new love of walking and mm. and i just want to also add as well for those that we speak about this word resilience and some people might not even know the dictionary definition of it and just so that you're aware so resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness so mm. when i say that we've all in some shape or form built some form of resilience just the difficulties of going through covid what we're going through worldwide is that that is a difficulty and toughness within itself exactly yeah so you know everybody give yourself a pat on the back you know shimmy a little bit smile a little bit <laughs> tell yourself you've been doing this and you i've been finish. doing this i've been doing this and we stays doing it and, and i've been done. doing this and keep I've doing this congratulate yourself just in case nobody else does that's important and i think actually that's a good lead on to um today's uh woman black woman black civil rights activist and i'm breaking the rules a little bit because we have um, for the last seven weeks focused on black Brits but I want to take us back this week and I want to talk about a young woman called Claudette Colvin and not a lot of people know her name um, and I've learned her name just this year um, which is wild being you know it? Oh, no actually I think I heard it just slightly before you did mm. before our walk so yeah I heard it but it was this year yeah, but being a social sciences teacher, teaching history, I think is mad that I didn't know her name before. And I guess like I'm just going to hang on to that line of celebrating yourself in case nobody else does, because Claudette Colvin, actually, um, for those of you who don't know, so I'm going to speak from memory, from the things that I learned about her. Um, so that means I probably will not be quoting any dates um, like we usually do. Um, but she was a young woman aged around 14, 15, who um, in fact started the Montgomery bus boycott. The boycott that we uh, associate Rosa Parks with, and Rosa Parks was known to lead, but in actual fact did not start. And I guess what I love about Claudette's story is that once again, as we keep saying, and the women that we spoke about this month in particular, I think nearly all of them, bar one, um, made conscious efforts to document their stories and write their biographies, whether they were published or not. Mm -hmm. Still wanna try and find Amy Ashwood Garvey's unpublished uh, memoirs. But, um, the fact that so many people don't know who Claudette Colvin was and a lot of her her light was shone on Rosa Parks. 
and we could talk about you know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but let me just give the listeners a little backdrop so Claudia Colvin um young girl 14 around 14 um she had been studying civil rights at the time and um unfortunately a young man in her class so another teenage boy had been falsely accused of rape um and actually i don't know if it's falsely we assume i think we assumed it was falsely we didn't actually get the outcome of that case but he'd been accused of raping a white girl and at the same time claudette colvin was learning about civil rights and one day after school she was tired she was told that she needs to move her seat give it up for a white lady even though there were other seats available on the bus and boldly she was like i'm tired i'm tired of learning about things in history that are still going on today we're supposed to be free men and we are not and my friends of my age are suffering and i can't see where the future is going to be going if we continue like this so i am not moving and she was removed from the bus um she was literally like, it is my right to stay on this bus. And she was removed. And not only was she removed as a, we're talking about year nine, year 10, yeah, 14 year old girl. Not only was she removed, she was, she was arrested. And then upon her arrest, that is where the rallies gathered up and you had the likes of Martin Luther King supporting her case, her legal case, and Rosa Parks, um, stepped up to say do you know what if this young girl is bold enough and brave enough to make a stand and say that she is not putting up with having to do things differently for the benefit of others others being white people in society then we need to back this and rosa parks became um the representative or the main lead for the the montgomery bus boycott now you know the story goes that potentially it was because Rosa Parks was older, she was more well-versed, more educated, by nature of her age, not necessarily because she was smart. And so she was better placed to, um, to push this movement. Um, but there's also questions around the sidelines about whether or not colorism plays the role because actually Rosa Parks face fit and so her voice would be more readily heard um, because of how she presented. Either way, the story went on and we know um, that, that Rosa Parks continued with the movement. What gets me is that this young girl was sidelined and then so much of her history um was left and so much tragedy in her history in that um we came to learn that shortly after she was released from prison she was um discovered to be pregnant so she was a teenage mum and then once the baby was born <laughs> wild the, the the child was mixed race and Um, Many people in the town and the community say that they know who the dad was, 
or who the father was. It's presumed that it was, um, I can't remember his name, um, but a white man who was also very actively involved in the legal case for the Montgomery bus boycott. Um, but he was a man, yeah, and she was underage. And again, nobody stood up for her. Like, that story's not told. This is a girl who started something that would transform lives, that would change history. And very evidently, through birth of a child, we can see that wrong has been done to her. Statutory rape, if, if you want to call it what it is. I don't know how she came to be in a relationship with this man, whether it was consensual or non-consensual, whether it was manipulative, whether it was love. But she was with a man older than her, a grown man, and she was young, a teenage girl, underage. And not one person in the village stood up and said, as far as the story is told or the story that we came to learn, what the hell is happening here? You know, in a time of, of high racism, why have we got this young black girl impregnated by an old white man? What's going on here? Can I say something in there that we read? Like, he was actually a person that was sympathising with black people. So, mm. like, part of the crew, so to speak. That's what I said, yeah. And he even owned up, apparently, it him. that it was him. And, I mean, there's a whole other conversation there about the hush, hush, shush, shush, let's not speak on the wrongs that happen in our community. Sometimes not wrongs. Um, because actually, I myself am a product of a teenage pregnancy. Um, it consensual in a relationship, but all the same, a teenage pregnancy. So I'm not going to come here and and shit on people's stories. I'm not, I'm not because just my story also. But I think what got me was that this was a young girl who in my mind, so bold and so powerful, clearly had so much potential. And her everyday life got sort of minimised to, you're just a young teenage mum who hasn't finished school. And I wonder what Claudette Colvin's life would have looked like if they had kept her as the face for the Montgomery boycott bus boycott and if people had you know pushed her along in her activism because clearly she is someone for me I feel like she's someone who could have been a lawyer who could have been an activist who could have been a politician because at 15 although you could say oh she's young she even know what she's really doing but it also takes a lot of guts to say no and then can you imagine to be dragged off of a bus in that time when basically, when she was dragged off that bus, she could have been killed. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're dealing with. It's not just a little misdemeanor disturbing the peace. They could have killed her because she was out of place. Mm. And I just think there's something really important about nurturing people where they are and building them up and recognising the importance of what they're doing, whatever it is. And that doesn't have to be civil rights. It could be that you want to be an artist. It could be that you want to be a singer. It could be you want to be an athlete. It could be you want to be a politician. But 
in terms of nurturing someone where they're at and allowing them to grow into that space instead of sidelining them, instead of sidelining them is really, really important. Um, can, I, one, can I just say something in there? One yeah. thing that stood out for me, and I know um, you, you touched on it earlier about the young, the young boy that was um, accused, whether it was rightly or wrongfully, Mm. Um, and possibly raping a, a woman. One thing that stood out for this story for me is that if not if I was um, Claudette, but imagine seeing the white community and how they stood up. I don't know if we're gonna are we gonna go there, but go there, yeah, yeah. That the white community. Now, I mean, when I said are we gonna go there, I mean, is this something that you had planned already? Like, no, so, no, go on, go yeah, through. Like, the white community standing up for their their that the white lady that was presumed was raped yeah and then we have a a white man who as it states on um, on on the website that he actually admitted that he is the father of this said child and clearly that's rape because she's underage but yet nothing was done and i feel if i that i would be hurt like my friend has literally been killed because of the same act and no, what what are you guys doing for me? You actually just you're shunning me for standing one standing up for myself, and two now because this man has taken advantage of me, clearly because I'm I'm not of age, and you're not doing anything to help me. Like make it make sense, please. So could you? And then someone else comes and along that- and then takes over the story that oh is the limelight for something that you actually started. You started the boycott. You started the bus boycott. And we, now it's known as the Rosa Parks boy, bus boycott. When right. it wasn't. So one, that's been taken away from you. Not, you know, not that it was something that, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. That was taken away. Your innocence was taken away. Mm-hmm. And like, how, how must she have felt? Does, does she even know how she felt? Because we're talking about this, you know, 30, 40 years later, on reflection, living the black lives that we are allowed to live today um, because of the work of people like Claudette Colvin. And I feel so passionately about this because there's so many factors that make her, that are said to make her the underdog. She was young, she was female, she was dark skinned black, she had limited education and yet she was so powerful. And so all of the factors that are presented and should stand as limiting beliefs actually mean nothing because you can be black, female, dark-skinned, young, uneducated, and still make such a difference. Yeah. Yeah? Like, and can make such a difference. And I don't know how she was feeling because do you know what? This is where we start to talk about self-worth and self-value and self-belief because she was put in a position where she was already growing up in that age where all of the things that made her who she was meant that she already didn't matter in society. So how much she internalized that unconsciously or consciously for herself, we will never know. But what I'm saying standing here is we today know that we can go against the grain. 
yeah, yeah. you can stand up and know that it doesn't matter how people perceive you you still have the power to be whatever you want to be and can sorry sorry this is because this is just reminds me of the conversation that we had during our community the community walk mm. we spoke about um have, having role models and you know if we if i know i speak for myself when i said if i had certain role models that were um, projecting certain things in, in during my life, maybe things would have been different. So, and that's like kind of similar, like having a community around you that are bigging you up and, you know, despite what issues you may or may not have, they're still there to, to, to catch you when you're falling. Yeah. And I know for me, I didn't have that. I didn't feel like I had that all the time. Yeah. And so, and I'm not trying to take it, take the story away from who, from Claudette, but I'm just, bringing it into an example that I can actually understand for myself. It's like, yeah, that whole community and what a community actually means and why, why communities are so powerful. For sure. 100%. And, and it does, and it does go towards your self-limiting belief because when you, what you believe as an adult are the things that you, you, you start to believe from, from zero to seven. Oh, definitely. So whatever, so whatever you, you grow up on, so, so, so whatever you grow up on from zero to seven and beyond that, it's all what you've learned from your community, i.e. your family and the people around you. So yeah. imagine her at that age now. This is what she's learning from this age. Yeah. Can you imagine what she, I, I can't even imagine, but just I to think know. about how she could have, could have grown up as a, as a woman and just the, those limiting self-beliefs that she may or may not have. Just someone who's used, someone who's used, mm. used a vessel and a vehicle for the benefit of others. Yeah. That's what, that's what that says to me. That whole not worthy and, you know, I've been like, we've been down this road already, you know, mm-hmm. not feeling worthy and not feeling like I can't do this. What, in, that, that, all that self um, negative self talk mm. that we, we, especially as black women as well, you know, oh, no, that's not for me. And this is the thing. And so I think like, it's really important actually that we share um, just building on that reflection from our community catwalk um, at the beginning of the month. Um, the fact that I think it's really important that we share the reflection that it's not good enough to be just a cheerleader. Like it's so important for us to act as role models and to shine a light on all of the endless possibilities and to be so optimistic even when we don't know what the path is, we don't know what the steps, you might, you actually might be an expert in whatever field it is, whether it's teaching a young person financial security or a particular niche skill that you know. But I think what we reflected on was having cheerleaders behind you is not enough because the cheerleaders are pretty much basically clapping for what you've already done. And Claudette had that. She had, you know, existing, very well-known civil rights activists come forward and stand for her case. But what you want is a community who's going to say, and now what? And now do you know you can do this and this next and this next? And actually, if she wasn't sidelined or just clapped for in that moment for being dragged off the bus and people had engaged her and involved her more or better, I don't know the story, but how I've received it is 
she may never have laid down with that white man, that big old man, because she might have felt like there's more things for her to do. She might have not felt like, I, I imagine maybe there was an element of gratitude. I don't know, because these relationships have a power imbalance. And so clapping for your friend, great. We all need cheerleaders, but we also need to remember to have the highest amount of optimism. And if 2020 has taught us um, anything, it is to be optimistic to, we don't know what's going to come. Anything you plan, you don't even know if it's going to happen <laughs> from, from now to three hours time, far less three months. But it is so important to have your eyes wide open to a world and sense of optimism because that is part of growth. You need to be optimistic to grow. You need to believe that there's something more in, in being able to grow. And so like... And, and it's funny you mentioned, because those two things that we've spoken about, so mm -hmm. the self-belief and optimism, are the first two letters of bounce forward. What's bounce forward, sorry? sorry. So bounce forward is the seven step method that I've created based on my own lived experience and the, the strategies that I have used to help me bounce forward. So mm -hmm. build my resilience. Um, a lot of people know resilience, otherwise known as bounce back. And mm. I didn't want to bounce back. I didn't want to go back to where I was. I want to go forward. And so the B is for beliefs. So, uh, you know, changing your self-limiting beliefs. Mm. And O is for being optimistic. U is for unique. So what makes you unique? Because um, a lot of the time now, especially with social media, for, um, we, we tend to look at other people and like, we want to be like that, but want to be like them. But no. What, make, what makes you, then you've got the N for nourish, nourishing your soul, nourish, and that's not just about um, the foods that we eat, the people that we surround ourselves with, our community, um, then you've got, I've got a double C, so the first C or whichever way around you put it, you've got consistency, so you start something and you complete it and you continue doing that thing that you want to do, whatever your outcome is. The other C is for confidence, believing in yourself, having that confidence to know that whatever you want to start or whoever you want to be or whatever you want to do, have the confidence to go ahead and do it. And then E is for emotional intelligence, especially in the, what's happening worldwide now, knowing why you feel a certain way and, you know, why are you upset today? And even for women, it could be, I wouldn't say as simple as, but just knowing when, you're, when the, your monthly cycle is, mm. you know, I've spoken to this month, especially a few women who felt a certain way. And then they said, oh yeah, it's because it's my monthly cycle and not actually remembering that it is that time of the month. Mm -hmm. And that could actually change, hormonally change you, change your, the way that you behave and the way that you feel. Spiritually, so, if you're into it, the positioning of the moon, the lunar yeah. light where you are in your cycle in terms of the earth cycle as well exactly so being emotionally intelligent it's not just about you as well so but it being emotionally intelligent so you can read a room or you can read your partner or you can read your child so you know okay if they're a certain way if they say something out of character you don't take it to heart you may ask them are you okay or what's happened today but and also knowing how you want to be read and yeah. being explicit with what you need and how you're feeling. Definitely. So um, that literally, so that is what makes up my bounce forward method. <laughs> and just to clarify, that is actually a coaching program that you um, offer, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is. And I'm actually in the next couple of weeks, I'll be a resilience practitioner. Nice. <laughs> well done. Well done. And I'm really looking forward to actually getting a snippet and sharing um, some of the bounce forward stuff at mm. our retreat, which is pending real soon real soon so keep out keep an eye out for details on that yeah. i'll come back to that but um yeah just i think you know the idea of there's so many parts of bounce that resonate with our own lives and and what i'm saying about claudette and actually we listened um on one of our walks during the summer we listened to the story of harriet tubman who had to fight to um, get the stats correct on how many people that she helped to free with the Underground Railroad. And I just can't say it. Why do we always have to fight? Like, I'm tired. Like, I'm actually tired for the women that have... But I don't think we always have to fight if we own it. If, if we take responsibility for driving forward the things that we want for ourselves and for society, I think the, the message that I got from Claudette's story and from Harriet Tubman's story, for example, is hold on to your story and tell it as you need to be told, as it needs to be told. And I say this week in and week out, because if we leave it to other people, they aren't going to give us the credit or tell the truth as it is. And not only that, your truth is not necessarily a bad thing. And I know, Andrea, you speak about turning adversity into advantage. And in that, it's not about missing out any parts. Like some of, I, I haven't had a very unfortunate life. My beginnings in terms of, what statistics might have said I should have been in terms of being a a product of a teenage pregnancy in a single parent household, um, living in Newham, like, you know, my projection statistically might have been something different, but I haven't actually lived with much misfortune and I give thanks to the universe for that. But the the few misfortunes, I don't know what else to call them in this context that I've had to experience, whether it be loss in terms of relationship or um, for me personally, in terms of miscarrying, those things gave me such a period of growth. And so it, it ain't all shiny all the time. And we we can't look to the glossy photos and the glossy covers and the the perfect story oh you know she just walked out one day and decided she was gonna boycott a bus and here we are cover girl looking great and oh the law's been changed like okay that's a nice story but that's by and large that's not the way they always goes and we have to own our stories and tell them as they are because they are character building they are strengthening they are part of our growth and you never know when you're actually supporting someone, whether it's directly or vicariously through your own experiences. So, you know, firstly, I say hail up to Claudette Colvin because she did such an important piece of work. And yes, Rosa Parks carried it, but I, my integrity says that I cannot fully rate Rosa Parks for this movement anymore because there was 
an underdog, I hate that term, but there was someone younger in, in whatever context you want to speak of it. I don't say, not in my terms, my beliefs, but someone who was considered less than you who actually started that piece of work. And so I have with all my heart and might, especially the work that I do, like I'm a social sciences teacher. I trained in citizenship and citizenship. Part of the, the GCSE is that the young people have to take, have to undertake a campaign. They have to actively make a change in their society. And the reason why I teach that subject is because I just hate the fact that young people let the world happen to them, like be a part of it. And, and, as the saying goes, be the change that you want to see. You do have the power to do something. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, how, how tall, fair, long your hair is, curly your hair is, whatever you are, you can make a difference. So that's the first thing for Claudette. Like I, I have to say her name because she started something that's powerful. And then secondly is that it's so important to tell your story. Yeah. It's so important to tell your story. So... Um, like you keep saying that, it's just ringing in my I, head. I, I, I can't. <laughs> and for the listeners, obviously, you don't know why, but I want to tell my story. And right. and I've been, ha- I'm, I, I have my hands up. But I've been having difficulties, but those difficulties will be no longer because Shan to the rescue. <laughs> but it's it's not always easy to to tell your story in the way that you think people always thinking about what how people are going to perceive it mm. but you know what it's not about other people and like it's like what you're and i'm thinking is this a message for me no like, not really but no 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 i'm just like <laughs> subliminally is it a message for me like stop worrying about what people are going to say just get it out there exactly because i mean it might not mean much to her or her family more so now but i just feel like by recognizing her name now at least it's been recognized i would have rather it was recognized all those years ago when she actually did the work yeah but the least we can do is recognize it now and so for us walking and talking today it's about we don't have to we don't have to be the claudette colvins we can make the difference that we want to make in whichever shape or form that is but we can also make sure that people come to know that this is how it is for us and i say like you know we i keep talking about as a writer i talk about bibliotherapy a lot and bibliotherapy isn't just about writing it is the reading writing telling and hearing stories for therapeutic purposes and so you know on the topic of miscarriage awareness month even just today um someone messaged me and they were like i've just read hope in the book uh, I'm so. I, I just stop you there. Sorry, I know this is an important topic. When you say in the book, in the book, in my book, Tales of a London Lass, and she's like, "Oh, I, is is this is this what really happened to you?" And no, it's not. Like the story as I told it in the book, which is a story of a woman losing her baby. I wrote three years before I'd experienced it myself, by way of empathizing and by way of telling my sisters that I understood what they were going through um but it did come to be my story not in that exact same way but it did and people look to your experiences for 
in order to be able to empathize and sympathize in, in being able to comfort you. But whether you know it or not, they also look to your stories as comfort for themselves. They look to it as a lesson for themselves so that they can learn and learn how to get through, get by, avoid certain things. I mean, that example you can't avoid because life just happens as it wants to. But in sharing some of our other things, like for you, for example, having um, gone through a depressive state and living with anxiety, you've shown people that whatever you know it to be and however catastrophic it could have ended up, Mm-hmm. you have the power to change your story at any given point you want. You have the power to show people that actually one plus one doesn't have to equal two. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that what we believe to be logical does not have to be logical. We can break as many rules as we want. And that's also what the catwalk movement is about. You Ooh, know, say that. Yes, yeah, definitely. This yeah. day, this week, a friend of mine who's really supportive was like, I'm supporting the cat, but I don't even know if I really know what it's about. And she went on to talk and I was like, everything you're saying is what it's about. It's about black women standing in their power. You know, our vision, I'm not going to get this right, am I? Because we just, cause we just confirmed it this week. But our, our vision was that every black woman will walk in their power. They will step in their power. What that means is individual to you but what we don't want is that people are living a a sub life a sub-sufficient sub-inefficient like being the sub being the background being the less than whatever you're doing do it with your power do it with your mind step in it be seen be present and be healthy in order to see it through and can i just add so just for those, just just to clarify our mission, the catwalk was set up to support Black women to nourish their mind, body, and soul so they flourish in all areas of their That's life. Right. Our vision That's right. is all Black women to walk in their power. And another thing I like to add as well, we're called the catwalk movement because we are all role models in some shape or form. So when you think of the catwalk, you think of models, and so it's a play on words, yes, but we are all role models. So this is just all ties in nicely to just clarify why we're here, why you're listening and, you know, and how you can make a difference. You know, whether you think you have a story or not, you know, whether you had, you don't necessarily have to have any adversity in life. You have something to share with somebody else. This is it. And speak speak and live your truth. Mm -hmm. And I think whether that's about, you know, day to day at work, in your relationships, you know, standing up for yourself, saying something when um, you feel that you're being done wrong or something's being done wrong. It could be about, you know, being open and being vulnerable to new people and new experiences in order to live in your power because sometimes we shut ourselves away because it's the safe place to be we shut off our emotions we shut off from the world we don't go out physically for whatever reason um and actually being open and vulnerable to new experiences and new people um will allow for our power and and also being honest with ourselves having those conversations with ourselves and meeting yourself where you're at but not 
being hard on yourself and not being negative in yourself and believing that actually where you're at serves a purpose. And even if it's a purpose just for you, that you learn from it to move forward, or whether it's a purpose that means you get to share and help others, but those honest conversations with ourselves as well is what will drive us forward in stepping in our power. Definitely. Um, oh God, I didn't know today was going to be like this. And, and, I know, no I, but just another on another note, not another note, but just something else to say as well. The the catwalk was set up for you know to to help share with other people, and but I think for me personally, it has enabled me to step in my power in order and learning about the black women that have done so much, especially in the UK. It's been a, it's been, and it can, will continue to be an educational journey. And, you know, this is what makes me put a smile on my face is that the reason why our why for this movement is so true. It's not just, oh, let's just have a podcast and let's just do this. No, it's actually, we're living, we're living it. We're actually living that truth. Yeah. Agreed. And so, yeah, like, I mean, I, it, it, it's not going to be easy. And I think, you know, times out there, it's really interesting. I think in terms of the actual journey that the catwalk is going on in, you know, starting on a sunny holiday <laughs> in the summer, being, you know, all bikini dark and glowing and then starting something and then two months later it's November and it's getting darker and you know sometimes will and motivation drops but I think this is something really nice to hold on to and we've been realistic and saying you know great if you can get out every day but at least try and get out once a week and I'm looking forward to November in being able to share through the catwalk ways to keep our glow up like not just you know working for the summer body and everything matters in the summer months but thinking about you know on these dull dark days what can we do so you know as a pt i've got addy in this part your summer bodies are made in the winter All right, we've all heard it while we're eating our cake and custard, cozy cozy on the sofa. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a time of year where we start to wrap up and, and we're not seen because it's dark and it's gloomy and we tend to match the, match the scenery. Um, but we've consciously made a decision for November to be dedicated to staying glowed up. I've started by getting my eyebrows done yesterday. All right, all right. <laughs> so um, I'm really looking forward to November in sharing um, the work of Black-owned business in terms of hair and skin and um, who else have we got? Diet. Mm-hmm. And I think, have we got clothing? can't remember we'll have to we'll have to stay tuned but um the idea of just because sometimes sometimes it does take a physical element to um stay positive I, for me personally i i don't think I'm and the eyebrows and the eyelashes look nice by the way Thanks. big up to obedient beauty <laughs> well, of course them i'll share the love i'll share the love but although i'm not the most vain there is an element of like just looking after your physical self in presenting in a way that you feel most comfortable, which can help allow you to continue to walk in your power at work and day to day, you know, um, 
look good, feel good, I say. And sometimes it's easier to fix the external. It's easier for me to put on a nice top and, and to buy a new wig and to get my eyelashes done and, and add a pep to my step to keep me motivated in the work that I'm doing. So um, we're not going to ignore those parts of womanhood. Yes, soul work and mind work is important and, it, and it's a matter of endurance. And let's just find the things that make that endurance easier along the way. So... <laughs> looking forward to november it's going to be slightly different actually yeah. we won't be having any history lessons will we having guests yeah having people join us along the way this is what i'm saying so it's, we're just growing and growing and i know you mentioned earlier about the retreat so we've, ooh, we've got so much things in planned i'm yeah. excited yeah so i mean if you want to know more Adam, can I just stop as well? So not even, can we just even just wheel back from not even back there retreat? We spoke about um, writing as well. I don't know if you're going to... Oh move. my God, yes! <laughs> Before I even go on to future, yeah. oh, now, this week, here, now. <laughs> here and now. So yeah, this week, um, I launched the Writing for Wellness Challenge. Um, it started on Thursday, so if you're listening on the Saturday morning, it's not too late to sign up and five days of writing for your wellness where I will be giving you some prompts where you take as much or as little time out of your day to just reflect on your interactions or um, oh, what's the word disassociations with the world and people around you. So I'll be taking you through a journey, a daily journey over the next five days um i look forward to sharing next week actually how how that went the side <laughs> well. but also for me like you know as a writer and i say this it took me three years to complete this this first book tales of a london lass um i don't always write habitually as much as i'd like to and sometimes the words are going around in my head real good words and they might just be unspoken conversations things that I I'd kind of, you know, had a moment with my partner or even with you, Ange, and like something, you know, you might have triggered something or asked me a question about why I am or why I'm not. And just like those reflections. And I don't always put pen to paper. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to committing to this five days because it's been, it's been a while since I've written for five days straight. So I'm looking forward to it myself. So yeah, thank you for reminding me, actually. I forgot. Um, <laughs> so um, the Right for Wellness Challenge, sign up. Um, how can people sign up? What do they need to do? Uh, what the, blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking, in the newsletter when so if they're listening to this on the Saturday. Yeah, so if you're listening to Saturday, I will post the link to sign up in the newsletter coming on Sunday. Otherwise, you know, follow my social media at Ms. MS Coco London or at um, the Catwalk Movement on Instagram and there'll be a direct link to um, sign up. And, and they receive it daily? They'll receive the challenge daily. Um, it will arrive in their inbox every morning for five days. And even if you, even if this isn't the best five days, sign up and come back to it, yeah. you know? Um, have it there and, and see the prompts. And uh, again, the, this one, the writing prompts are on the back of 
a mental health awareness campaign that I um, curated in 2018 with a photographer and dear friend, Echo Oliver. Um, and it's actually called I'm Alone But I'm Not Lonely. And reflecting on, you know, just those moments to yourself. Like when even when you're by yourself, you're not necessarily by yourself, whether it's with other people or with your own thoughts. So that's happening here and now. The 7th of November, we have the Community Catwalk. Um, you can find us at 10 a.m. outside Chobham Academy um, on the Saturday morning where we will do a catwalk around the Olympic Park. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Make sure you've got your raincoat, your wellies, your umbrella, your gloves, your tissues, your blanket for your baby in the pram. Are you putting there before me? I can see where you're going with this. <laughs> Whatever it is you need to walk, yeah, put on your gym wig in case it's raining and you don't want to get wet. But no excuses. Join us. Um, you know, get to find out a little bit more about our story personally, a bit more about the catwalk and where we're heading, some information on the retreat. And if you don't or can't join us on the catwalk, um, the community catwalk, if you can't join us in Stratford, walk on that Saturday morning. We'll be live. Come and join us on the live. Come and chat to us. Come and tell us where you're walking, what you're thinking. Um, really, really looking forward to that. And then that afternoon, you can also find us at Black Wall Street London to 7th of November, where we'll be exhibiting and we will have early bird tickets available for the retreat. So you have some more information on our two day retreat, which is happening in Durham. Um, we are waiting to confirm final, final details, but in actual fact, if the December one does take place based on COVID restrictions, but if it takes place, I think we're actually sold out. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've got dates for February as well. Um, and so, yeah, if you're interested, come and sign up, come and register your interest early to be in, um, to get those discounts. Oh, I mean, so. And can I just add to that as well? So if they come at Black Wall Street, London, I'm going to be a guest speaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what you're going to be saying. So I'm interested to, to see you on the program. Come and hear my story. <laughs> yeah. Literally. So, yeah. A, a, good, a, good few months, a good few months ahead of us um i've got some vision board stuff that i'll be sharing as well you know mindset reset that we'll be going through as well is that december or november we're, we're still let to finalize but that is coming this year yeah, so, so look out look out for it it's coming so um, the and the year's not over there's at least I like I've forgotten the count in the 90 day count, but there's like at least 60 days left for this quarter, this final quarter of the year. Every day it matters. Every day we walk and step in our power. And so we ain't stopping. Anything that was on my vision board that I did. 65 days. How many? <laughs> and no, no, not 65. Well, we're going to be at roughly about 60. 64. Yeah. Anything that I looked at my vision board that I created in March. Imagine I held a vision board session. You were there. I held a vision board session in March for International Women's Day and I've done vision boarding pretty much my whole life from teenage yeah. on. Like, i never forget short stories. When I told my family that I was pregnant with my first child, um, I found out in the January 
And my auntie was like, oh, this is exciting. And then she was like, are you having a baby? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, because you never planned this. Because every year you tell us where you're going on holiday, how much money you're saving, what job position you're going for. Like, my vision board is always set. Nice, nice. And then babies come. <laughs> but my point is, like, March this year, it was actually March the 10th, I think, Sunday the 10th, did this vision board 10 days later, lockdown. And things that were not even on my vision board happened. There are things that are on my vision board that I've still got time to pursue. But my point is, every day can matter big or small i ain't gonna let two months pass me yeah i'm not gonna let you that one on my table and like yeah i forgot this is there actually sitting on the table and the things that are on there like podcast e- ebook <laughs> was a podcast on your vision board yeah yeah podcast and not only have you got your own you've also guested on a couple others as well yeah. yep so they do come true they do come true because you've got you've got to visually see it some people are you know it's got to happen before i believe it but i think it's i think it has to be the other way around it is and once you envision something but i don't want to give too many gems away because it's gonna happen but once Mm. you envision something your eyes are open and Mm. you you start to see people and opportunities because you have decided that this is what you want and need in your life and can I just say as well, that just brings us back to what we spoke about, about being optimistic. There you go. There you go. Like optimism, optimism flows to you once you're open yeah. to it, right? Yeah. Sense of possibility. Oh, what a lovely conversation. I'm just, you know, I'm smiling because <laughs> the sense of possibilities and when you we say this and I've just looked at my phone and I shouldn't have, but the message that I've just received based on, like just being open and like wow okay other things are going to be happening now as well it's, it's just oh i'm open i'm open bring it come bring it come here we, <laughs> we are so we are coming to a point um unfortunately again where we have to wrap up sorry Zoe. um i hope this has added some light to your day and i will say like i'm i've actually wasn't having the best day you know i really wasn't but you know once you hear my voice oh shut up <laughs> but also there's another thing again is i mean it's maybe not that deep in terms of resilience but not putting off things like mm. obviously we're committed to doing what we do and and it's a piece of work that's in the diary that needs to get done but quite easily and i think we said this last week and i was like oh we're we going on the walk but quite easily you could be met with oh andrew i'm not having a good day you know oh just forget it for today but which was never ever going to be the case that like, my day wasn't that bad or I just wasn't having the best day but we're here and I've had such a nice conversation I feel like it might turn my evening around in the next four hours but can I say what we what did we speak about having role models and having our community so even us as our own community we're together you know you and I yeah and Andrea um we bounce off of each other bounce, <laughs> bounce <laughs> each other. so you know and we're there to catch each other so yeah I'm here for you. I got oh, thanks, you. thanks, babes. You, babes. And anyone else that needs a bit of Andrea, she's an amazing life coach. <laughs> she's an amazing <laughs> transformational coach. Was it transformational mind coach? Transformational life coach. So it's an, an holistical approach to your mind and body because it's not just about transforming the mind. We transform the body and transform the soul. And even myself, I'm on a 90 day mind body and business shift lovely 
So for me, that means like up in my mind game and just what I do in the morning, meditation, just being happier, self-love within myself and trying out new things that I can't wait to talk about. Um, the business stuff that you and I are doing together and separate and um, body. So I've gone back to the gym and working very hard and not every day I don't want to be in the gym, but I'm there because I'm there because I want to. And you know, this is, this is what we, like we just said, you don't always have to, you don't want to do the things all the time, but it is what it, it is. It pays off. It pays off for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. So just a reminder that you can sign up for our weekly newsletter where we share lifestyle politic activities, uh, things to nourish your mind, body and soul, where we amplify fellow uh, black businesses, um, products, events, activities for you to do. And you can sign up by going onto our website, thecatwalkmvmt.com. You are welcome to email us on contact at the catwalk And once again, you can find us on the socials with the same name at the at the catwalk MVMT. Um, tag us with the hashtag. Um, show us your pack mentality and keep moving. Keep moving, ladies. We'll keep we do that about keep moving. So this is a little little plug here. Not plug, but I'm doing a sponsored walk. Yeah. <laughs> For MQ Mental Health, who I'm an ambassador for, and MQ Mental Health do um, different types of research, obviously for mental health purposes or reasons. And I'm doing a walk equivalent to a marathon, which is 26.2 miles. And I'm literally, possibly by the time you would be listening to this, I may have already walked that 26.2 miles. But the... Um, the link is still going to be open for sponsorship until the 11th of November. You have a goal? The goal is £200 and currently I'm at £160. So like I said, it can go over that and I would love it to go over that. But I know I'm going to hit my goal. Blessings ever flow like a river. <laughs> that was one of our summer songs. Blessings ever flow like a river. Blessings are flowing. So before I even... Before I even Step one foot in front of the other. I already had half of the money, so I'm, I'm grateful for all those that all the people that have um, donated and will donate. Anything small, if you can't, it's not a problem. I, you know, but share, it, share, share, yeah. yeah, sharing is caring. So donating is great, but if you can share it, even more, you know, I'd be grateful as well. So we put a link in the newsletter, yeah, and it's also available on my um, Instagram page, which is Andrea Corbett underscore, and I also put a link on the catwalk instagram page as well wonderful all right girl so until i speak to you next uh -oh. probably later today hello right <laughs> <laughs> people like we don't speak to each other all the time I mean, and to all of our role models i hope you've had a really nice walk and yeah man stay walking in your power we love to see it we love to see it until next time. Ciao. Bye. Bye.